Good evening, everybody. Time is relative, but it's evening now. So welcome <laughs> this evening to Home Cookery and Other Sins. <laughs> wow. Loved it. Loved it. Extraterrestrial. No, wait. What is the word I'm looking for? Extra. Okay. It was very extra. I, uh, yeah. Um, uh, we're back. We're back for another episode. And this this week we're going to be talking about Chef John from foodwishes.com. With? With. <laughs> New Year's Good Luck Pasta Fazool. That is what the recipe is called. And it's very important that you know the difference. And there's an older one that he did that's not as good. So this one is the one you want. New Year's Good Luck Pasta Fazool. Pasta mm -hmm. Fagioli. As the layman's might call it. Is he Italian? No, that's what a white person trying to read it would say. You mean, are Italians not white? Yeah, they are, but sorry, a non-Italian. A middle American white mom? Yes. Pasta e fagioli. The soups that your mom makes terribly. If you're in the middle, sorry. Yay. <laughs> I thought this was wedding soup for the longest time for some reason. No, that has meatballs. What, what does it have? It has the meatballs. Oh, delicious. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. I thought I thought restaurants were just being lazy and calling it wedding soup because they didn't want a bunch of white moms ordering pasta fagioli. Uh, well, you know, I'm sure there are some restaurants out there that don't know the difference, but uh, well, I, mean, I barely knew the difference. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. These pastas are all pretty different and all really worthwhile if you make them correctly is the thing <laughs> emphasis on the correct yeah this is one of those things that you get at like panera bread and it's just like a sad salt bomb salty tomato soupy thing like they always, always make so it tomatoey and it's wrong and you shouldn't be doing that i don't know why everybody wants every fucking soup to be tomato soup. I don't because, get it. Well, in this case, it's because it's Italian, and Italian food must have tomatoes. Full stop. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> your average, uh, just like your average vegetable soup, if you get vegetable soup in a can, it's got like SpaghettiOs as its base, which, why? 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 Nobody makes vegetable stock with tomatoes in it, except for terrorists. <laughs> Wow! Because tomatoes, That's, tomatoes wow, don't that was even. Wow, a large logical leap. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Tomatoes don't even like keep. Like you can't really freeze them and keep them for a long time. They That's lose, not true. No, they lose all their flavor. Mm. You can preserve them. They lose some of the flavor. But they're gonna lose all of it because. Basically anything that's like juicy, like a juicy vegetable or juicy fruit. Oh, okay. You yeah. don't want to try to you save it. You got to reduce the moisture to keep turn the it flavor more into a tomato paste. Yes, if you want to keep the flavor, you have to reduce it a lot to to bring out the flavor so that when it gets inevitably less flavorful as you freeze it, it still tastes like something. So, yeah, okay. I mean, that's why you don't do you can do carrot peels. You can freeze carrot peels. You can freeze things like that. But something with a big, juicy center, it's not going to work very well. We would know because we made vegetable stock this week again. Yay. <laughs> this week we got our our final proof of concept because we've made this several times now. But you can legitimately just 
freeze vegetable scraps in your freezer, put them in a bag and put them in your freezer and use only that to make really good vegetable stock. Yep. Like, it's just stuff that you would put in your compost pile or in the trash, but if you put it in the freezer, it keeps for a long time, months, and you just put it all together and put some water over it, boil it for, like, a long time, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> a long time. Hours. Multiple. Like, several hours, yeah. Like, at least it's five. the largest <laughs> pot you have. Yes, we, we were able to secure a three-gallon, yes, three-gallon, yep. yeah, pot. <laughs> and as our stock pot, it's fantastic. But this is, like, one of the coolest life hacks because I always hate, like, how much waste you create when you make dinners, especially with vegetables. You have to throw away half the dumb thing every time because you don't eat the skin or you don't eat the end or whatever it is. But all this stuff still has a bunch of flavor in it, and you can just keep all of it. Carrot tops, um, especially the greens from carrot tops, or like celery leaves. Uh, we kept a bunch of leek pieces, like the leek, um, green, dark green part of the leek, and um, like your onion skins, garlic skins. That's stuff that you just have all the time if you just. That just constantly goes <laughs> straight in the trash. You just put it in a bag and it accumulates and the you get... The word you're looking for is root vegetables. Um, no, because not all of them are root vegetables. But, yeah, things that are... Root vegetables do pretty well, but like a potato is a good example of a root of a vegetable that wouldn't really work. Yeah, that's not what you think. Oh. Oops, <laughs> smart ass. <laughs> it's just... It's stuff that doesn't have a high, like, liquid content is the best way I can phrase that. But you can try anything. Uh, mushroom stems are also great and save in the freezer. Just but what about whole mushrooms? You could you could totally do that. Mushroom stems are like the same. They're made of like the same thing as the mushroom itself. The mushroom cap. They are. Yeah, it's like they're you know, the stems are a little bit woodier. So a lot of times if you're cooking something with <laughs> mushrooms, you take the... I'm a little woodier. <laughs> You pull the the, <laughs> the little mushroom stump out out of the cap so that you and you just use the cap. A lot of recipes do that. Just take the stump and put it in the freezer. I think the word you're looking for is stem. Maybe yes, yeah. I think it's mushroom stem. Yes, um, but you do that until you have like three gallon size freezer bags and you get a gallon, gallon, three gallon pot. One gallon. What, you use three gallons of no, water? Three gallons of water. No, you just you just put all that stuff in the pot, and then you put water in until like you, thirty-two cups. It's until you just see the vegetables start to float a little bit. Yeah, don't be exact with your science here. No, that's what it takes. It's this is like old poor people stew, man. Like this is what they did. <laughs> Delicious. You're really selling it to me. Yeah, it actually <laughs> trash vegetables and poor people stew. It actually smells like trash, and it kind of tastes bitter, like trash a little bit. But wow, you <laughs> should really write product description. Yeah, this is why I'm not in marketing. But it's, it's it smells like trash. It looks like <laughs> trash. It's made of trash. It kind of smells like sweet trash. In, hey. in like the best way that you could have that in your house it's not it's not gonna make you like sick or anything but it's kind of 
it's not super appetizing smelling. It smells like wilted but it tastes vegetables. Delicious. It tastes also not very good, <laughs> which is the interesting thing. Well, because if you've ever – you probably haven't, right? Like if most people don't even use vegetable stock for things, but there's a lot of recipes that use it. A lot of people use vegetable stock for a lot of things. A lot of people don't. You just don't know how good vegetable stock can be. Yeah, you've only ever had this shit from the store. Exactly. Yes. Well, any stock is like this, but vegetable stock is just like the cheapest, freest thing you can make. You know, and you can put it in anything. You can something that calls for chicken stock. You can sub it with vegetable stock. If you're trying to do anything with mushrooms, like a mushroom risotto type thing. Uh, vegetable stock is the best. Do we use vegetable stock in pasta fajou? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Alright, I'm just making sure that we couldn't like segue this at some point. No. Continue. Talk no. it up. No, it doesn't. Love, love vegetable stock. It's uh, it doesn't use vegetable stock. You should all make of, it though. It, all of it doesn't taste good and it doesn't wonderful. smell good. But if you, it's it, by itself, it doesn't taste good. There's no salt involved because you don't want to salt your stock ever. You don't want to salt in, until you're using it in a dish because once you've salted it, you can't take the salt back. And you know you can add, you can always add salt. So just tasting it, it just kind of tastes like wilty, bitter vegetable, which isn't the most delicious taste. But when you put it with something that's like unctuous, like a like um, unctuous, like Love a fatty meat or or mushrooms or cheese. Um, but like we did, the best thing we, we had it with was veal, um, what was that? Veal? When did I make veal? We didn't make it. It was at my mom's house for Christmas and we brought a bunch of stock over and she made, uh, uh. Melonese? Uh, no. <laughs> uh. It's another Italian dish, <laughs> but it's like, it was like. Pasta for who? No, it was like a veal shank. No. No, no, it was a veal shank, and you cook it. You just cook it down forever. You braise it with um, vegetables and the, the stock, and it was just there's the fattiness really works with the bitter flavors. Mm, the bitter jerk taste makes me grateful for the rich fattiness. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm doing a bad job of explaining it, but it makes things taste really good. Hey. <laughs> Much, everything you just described reminds me of one of my favorite Futurama quotes, which is, hey man, I don't know what to tell you. Rich people eat the garbage part of the animal. Rich people just eat the garbage part of the stock. Make delicious stock out of garbage. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Okay, so an episode of Futurama, they all got a $300 uh, government return check. And Zoidberg was going around trying to buy the most expensive one food item that he could get. And then he goes to Elzar, who's the Futurama equivalent of uh, Emerald Lagasse. And, um, and he's looking at all the stuff, and he's, he's, you know, caviar, fish heads. This is all stuff that I get out of the trash. Why is it so expensive? Now, I don't know what to tell you. People eat the garbage part of the animal. Oh. See, but because these parts of the animal are the least abundant, so that's why they make them so expensive. 
really the hardest to harvest. It, it goes in cycles, which is annoying. Like, if anybody remembers, we might have already ranted about chicken wings, but if anybody remembers with time... Well, you could change it from chicken wings to fucking bones. Every fifth recipe is like, just go to the butcher and ask them for a bag of bones. And oh, they just have Give them. it to you for free, and now they're no. selling them for like $10. Yeah, they realize people want to use them, and now they sell them for a lot. Like, wings used to be the cheapest part of the chicken you could get. And now they're like a whole thing. They're a whole freaking industry, and they sell them for a bunch of money. So, but yeah, I mean, I would say poor people also use the shittiest bits of meat, which is why you get these recipes that have so, so much flavorful with so little. They gotta make the shit part of the yeah. animal taste good. Yeah, yeah, that's where you get these like slow braising recipes that have a just an amazing amount of flavor because you're trying to hide like the toughness of beef tongue or like some other kind of offal um, sweetbreads or something like that. In case you didn't know, the quality parts of the cow, see filet mignon and things of that nature, have little to no flavor themselves because there's no fat. That is and true. Filet mignon is super tender, but and it's super expensive. But it's like the... If you don't do anything to it, it's going to be garbage. It's very lean, and it doesn't have a lot of flavor because of the leanness. Well, it's not lean. It's it is. It's not oh, fatty. Oh, yeah, it's not fatty, yeah. It's not Sorry, fatty. I confuse lean with um, tough. No, yeah, it's not... Well, it can be tough if you fuck it up, but... Well, <laughs> that's, that's why, because it's so easy to go from beautiful filet mignon to chewy garbage. Yeah, yeah. Because if you overcook the, it, you should be drug out into the street and shot. The window for error is so small. Because it's a good cut of meat, but you have to like do so much, you have there's, to add so much flavor no to it. There's no inherent flavor to it. For it to be good. Yeah, like a ribeye is a much cheaper cut of meat. Not anymore, because people have people figured, it, figured out. it out. But, <laughs> but ribeye is generally like a cheaper cut of meat. But that's where all the flavor is, because there's so much fat, you know? And we spend so much time cutting the fat off of things, because our parents were 80s people. And we're afraid of fat. equals fat. fat. Like Eating fat <laughs> means you're fat. It's so sad. I, I like, exclusively eat fat now. Cause oh, yeah. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> Just anything that's got, like, too much mayonnaise in it. Ugh. I love it because I, my mom hates mayonnaise. And fucking mayonnaise I, dish and mayonnaise shrimp last week. Oh, it was delicious. It was literally a bucket of mayonnaise. Yeah, oh, yeah, so that's a weird thing that we've kind of, I mean, I've seen it. Like, French food is something that I don't really know or talk about ever, but you're just, I just kind of. it's the base of everything. And yeah, it kind of is. It's just weird to think about it. So we started watching, like, the Julia Child shows and learning stuff about, like, that aspect of French cooking. And then just if you watch certain, like, European chefs on the Food Network or whatever it is, they talk a lot about French food. And the French love mayonnaise. Well, it's one of the mother sauces. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, but it seems really weird because you think of mayonnaise as, like, a super white trash condiment. <laughs> but it's like, no, it's like fancy French dishes. There's one that I cannot remember the name of, but it's essentially just a fish fillet, like a snapper fillet. Or we Are used... Are you talking about what we made? Yeah, we used rockfish. 
it's just like a fish fish fillet, a nice fish meaty fish fillet. Put it in a pan and like season it, and then throw like a mustard mayonnaise glop on top of it, and then you just bake it. And <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but it's like this French thing. It actually looks kind of cool and tastes really good. But it's just, it's like, that's it. Just put mayonnaise on it. There's something to my grandpa's mayonnaise chicken after all. Yes, there is. <laughs> There's something to it. I mean, it's, it's eggs and oil, and those are things that you would put on. Wow, this is not a... Well, I looked up the recipe you're talking about from Ina Garten. <clears throat> Ina Garten. I've been obsessed with Ina Garten. She's Mustard just roasted fish. That's all it's called. Well, I'm sure it has a French I'm name. I'm sure it has a French name. And she just doesn't, maybe she doesn't do it exactly to the book or something, but it feels very French. <laughs> the French that I just learned about recently. But, uh, I love Ina Garten. She's just very, she's very Ina Garten. She's a chubby, rich, white person that lives in the Hamptons and, like, has tea with her friends and shit like that. It's just, it's great. <laughs> It's like, oh, maybe one day I'll be Ina Garten and have a barbecue with, <laughs> have a barbecue breakfast with all my friends, and I'll be worried about making sure I have everything ready ahead of time so I can be a good hostess to my guests. Like, that's the kind of shit. <laughs> uh, but no, but she actually has good recipes. So, like, example, mayonnaise fish <laughs> and mayonnaise shrimp. Anyway, there's no French name that I can find for that. Maybe it's, she's just making shit up. I mean, it sounds like an American thing, right? It does. <laughs> it really does. Up. Okay. Just put mustard and mayonnaise on it. You know, it also sounds uh, like an American thing to do. Fucking make up Italian words. Oh, like pasta fazool. But that's. No, it's so pasta fagio. You're saying it wrong. What? No, it's, so, yeah, like, if you were saying it in Italian, it would probably be, like, pasta e fagioli or something like that, but... You gotta say it with a little more um. Pasta e fagioli. Fagioli, something like that. But I think that's, like, how you actually pronounce it, but the... Slur some letters in there. The Americanized Italian version from, like, the Italians in America, though. So it's legit. They're the ones that call it pasta fazool. They are. Yeah. Pasta fazool. Eh? Yeah, they're not. It's fun to say. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. I was going to be more annoying on this episode. I remember this, but I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna fight it. Mm, fight the urge to be Mario. Hey, it's me, Mario. Let's go. Very strange. Uh, anyway, yeah, back to the show. <laughs> what? We were doing a show? I thought we were just hanging out. Yeah, that's that's what we want everyone listening to think. You're welcome for the chill attitude of our show. And there's an adorable kitten that you can't see. Well, you can probably hear it. She's being a butt. No, she's not. She's being adorable. She's being... Don't do bad math, my lady. She's being annoying. Um, anyway. <laughs> soup! <coughs> that we didn't put the cat in. We No, we didn't. There's no cat in the soup. <laughs> nope. There is bacon. There is bacon. And I'm not gonna, I'm definitely not gonna say this is like an authentic pasta fazool. I, I don't think that it is. I think it's... No, no, no. It's, 
it's Chef John. It's very nice. I think that it's just a really, really good version. Like, it's so good. Every time we talk about it, I want to make it and eat it. Cause well, because where are you going to get fucking guanciale? Mm, Pork cheese. I don't think it's made with that. It's made with sausage, usually. Really? Yeah. Oh. Tra well, traditionally, I've seen it made with sausage, and I've eaten it made with sausage. You probably have, too, the little elbow macaronis with, oh. like, you know, crumbled sausage is pretty typical. That doesn't do a lot for me, though. And this no. <laughs> this recipe does. Um, it's the bacon. It's the it's totally the bacon. The bacon is it's the smokiness of the bacon is just yummy with it. Um, but if you forgot, in case you forgot, in case you're new here, we're Nick and Ashley. And oh shit! We're down gonna do our thing. <laughs> and we're uh we're gonna talk about this recipe that we like. From Chef John, one of our favorite chefs online. Um, we're gonna go into first impressions of the recipe upon looking at it. Um, how, was the, how was the shopping for this recipe? Is it expensive on the cheaper side? Um, how easy is it to find these ingredients at your average grocery store? Because we do not go to specialty stores. It's very rare. It's a ripoff. Uh, <laughs> And then we're going to talk about cooking the food, um, how easy was it to follow the recipe, and, you know, Spoiler what... Alert, very easy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what modifications have we made to this over time? Yeah. I don't know if we have to this one, but we have to some of the other ones, like the last curry episode. It's, like, not even the same planet as no. where it started. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to talk about the taste, obviously. The taste is one of the most important things. And then we're going to rate the recipe based on five criteria. One, ease of use. Two, taste satisfaction. How good does it taste and how much does it taste like what you want it to taste like. <laughs> and three, cost effectiveness because we're just as broke as you. And what the fuck factor, which would, would be the unique thing that drew us to this recipe, which, I mean, it's bacon. <laughs> Just spoiler alert, it's bacon. But, um, and the fifth ranking criteria is going to be, does it left over? Can you save it? And can you reheat it without ruining it? Because that's important to us, because we like to eat stuff for lunch that we didn't really have to cook. And we don't like to order out all the time. Uh, so this recipe that we're going to be talking about is Pasta Fazul. Do you remember what? Yeah. So uh, we had to take a little break for a second, but we are back. And it's going to be real time, time skip, which is going to be fun for you. How <laughs> can they tell? Uh, you can't. That's the fun joke. It's just we're going to be talking about something, and then we're going to stop, and then we're going to be like, hey, welcome back. Okay. Like Did we time get through travel. our five criteria? Uh, yes, we got through the five criteria, and now I was going to talk about the recipe. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Pasta fazool. It is a classic Italian soup. This one has bacon. Uh, you know, it's got, they've got tomato, but it's not the star of the show. Wait, it has tomato in it? It has, uh, not like, not... Is it tomato paste? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's tomato paste. 
It's not like straight tomatoes, I don't think. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, if there's tomato in this, it's so... I don't even remember it. Yeah, it's not... It's not the star of the show. It's there. I mean, like, it's... It's got... It's got a little bit of a tomato thing to it. But, um... But yeah, it's got so it's got uh, bacon, tomato, little ears, pasta, or orecchiette pasta. You could also use um, like medium shells if you can't find orecchiette, but if you can find orecchiette. Is that how you pronounce it, or are you putting extra syllables in there? No, you don't. Is no. it not orecchiette? You don't know how to read, but <laughs> also. Oh. <laughs> I, are Italians not like French? Are they like? drop no. off letters? Oh no, the Italians oh, no. add more. They say all the letters and then some? Or kitty, yeah. I, I mean, right. I apologize to everyone for the bad accents that I have, but that's how it's pronounced as or kitty. Or kitty. Or kitty. Um, oh yeah, it is just tomato paste. Yeah. But okay. They're little ears pasta, they look like little ears. Do they? No, but that's why they're called that. And they are... They're just really great. I really like how, like, thick the pasta is. Like, it's just really nice and, like, uh, like springy. Yeah. You know, you get a lot of texture from it. It's not like a thin little bite of nothing. It's like a, like the pasta is a major player in the game. Very nice. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And, um, and this has beans. Beans. This has beans in it. Which and is like the whole thing. <laughs> my, my favorite Chef John edition. Uh, this is where we found out we like Swiss chard. To jump around a little bit. Yeah, this is the recipe where we... The first recipe where we ever used Swiss chard. I kept seeing it on other recipes. Just on, you know, chef-y recipes. And being like, I want to cook with that. Or like you see in the store, and it's like the rainbow chard, where it's all pretty looking. Rainbow chard. I'm like how can I, how can I make something like how can I make an opportunity for me to cook that, you know, without just depressing Nick because he hates vegetables. I do hate vegetables. <laughs> you know, yeah. So he was very skeptical when we picked up this super skeptical rainbow chard. Ooh, I remember we got it from Stater Brothers, which was a pain in the ass because that Stater Brothers made no fucking sense for its layout. The very first time we made it. Oh man, I don't even remember that. Well, I do because I felt awkward. It wasn't my normal Albertsons or Winco. It's one of those fun things about being an adult where you get mad when you're when they change the layout of the grocery store. Oh yeah. You know the boring things that you do as an adult. The t-shirts are where the cereal was. Yeah. I don't. I don't fucking like that at all. I always went right. Now I have to go left. Don't like that shit at all. Did you dare change it on me? Yeah, no, it is annoying. Get used to that shit. You know, you go to the same two fucking stores or forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as long as you live in a place, usually. Yep. Unless you're just like a psychopath and you go to like a different store every week, but... No, I do not. But I am a psychopath. I don't, I don't know how some people live so spontaneously. It just seems like it would be work to be that spontaneous. Because <laughs> they've never been in a routine. I'm not, I'm not creative enough to be spontaneous. I can be the spontaneous. Yeah, great. <laughs> spontaneous doesn't mean good. Mm, yep. Yep. 
So this baby's got beans, <laughs> beans and pasta. Beans and pasta. And some dry Italian herbs. Ooh. That do have to be dry for this case. I mean, if you really want, you could use fresh ones, but I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. The dry ones, the flavor is more. Insane. Yeah. Right through on that flavor. Like the whole thing in this is the smokiness of the bacon and the taste, the like sharp taste of the dry Italian herbs. And you're not going to get that with fresh. And you're forgetting the third flavor profile. Salt. So much salt. <laughs> okay. Salt. Salt, salt, salt. Okay. Apparently I make this too salty. No, it's just the natural <laughs> saltiness of all that bacon. Uh, I think, okay, so yes, but I think what you're tasting when you say that it's really salty is partially the dry oregano. Maybe. Because the dry oregano highlights the salt. Well, those two do a duet, a tango, a uh, menage a trois. Mm, nope, that's three people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way, um... Those two work together, especially on the next day. Spoiler alert, at leftovers. Mm. Um, but the next day, ooh, sweet. Oh, yeah, this is definitely one of those salty, salt, 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 salt. yummy things that, like, salt, salt, salt. gets more flavorful the more you let it sit. Leave bread on day two to suck up some of that salt. Oh, it's really good with bread. The broth is really good. <laughs> bread, period. Full stop. You can eat it without bread. Like you don't. Yes, you, you don't need bread with your pasta. No, I need carbs with my carbs. To be fair, we usually do eat it with bread, and it's really good. <laughs> the broth is really good. Um, but yeah, this is not like a. This is a very uncomplicated recipe for something that is just like super craveable. Yeah. That yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought that I would give a shit about. I could see this easily <laughs> becoming an every other month recipe, which is a dangerous thing. It's not. Because of the salt. Well, I guess. It's not like the worst for you. It's just soup, but. Yeah. It, you know, it's fine. It's fatty. It's, it's a bacon. Got and the bread that I have to eat with it. <laughs> well, uh, nothing we make is super healthy, but. Sure, there's chard in there. <laughs> there is chard in there. And of the Swiss, right? You know how healthy the Swiss are. Look at their chocolate and their jeans. <laughs> oh, that is not healthy. Yeah. Yeah, but chard is like, it's really, really good in this. It's like a better kale. It's a milder kale. Better kale. It's better for some things. I prefer it over kale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's better for some things, like this Nick soup. Does not like kale. Kale is. Gross. Necessary in the Olive Garden soup. The zupatus. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've oh yeah, we've looked up copycat recipes on that shit, and we have a really good one, and we might talk about it sometime. But hey. we've made that a lot of times. It's zupatus. It's fucking really delicious, and you have to use kale because you have it's it, the soup is so creamy and everything like the sausage and the broth are just like fatty creamy things and you need like a bitter component because the only other thing in there really is like potato which is good but it's not it just sucks up the fatty creamy salty wonderfulness yeah you need another flavor but is that why there's chard in this yeah that's part of it because there's a lot of salt you need some kind of like vegetal thing i got tomato paste no, you need oregano. <laughs> that's a vegetable. 
Wait, are herbs vegetables? No, they're herbs. They get their own category? I'm pretty sure. Do they have no nutritional value? Mm, I think it's small. Or No it, vitamins? No, or minerals? They have, like, I think it's, like, they have some stuff, but, like, it's... In the comment section down below, someone's <laughs> going to comment. Yeah, in the comment section, let us know if herbs have... Fight it out on whether or not an herb is a vegetable. <laughs> if it's not a vegetable, what is it? Is it a fruit? I'm fairly certain it's an herb. It's an herb? It's its own category? I think so. It's like fish and mammals and insects. And birds. And birds and herbs. Yeah, when I learned that fish and birds were like not... They're their own thing? Yeah, like they weren't part of a mammal kind of category. I was like, what? They just are their own? It's like, well, what category would you put them in, idiot? And I'm like, well, I don't... Mammal? Reptile? I don't know. Why? <laughs> well, birds are kind of reptilian, as we found later. Um, you know, I don't know. They're stinky and they cry a lot and they suck as pets. <laughs> we just lost, like, one listener. Yeah. The diehard bird I'm owner. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I've known people that own birds and I know they've actually been really well, like strange in a fascinating way type people and I'm like fun to visit not to have I'm like maybe that's why you like birds because you're just like so fascinating that you need a fascinating animal like I don't know also I hate birds <laughs> I don't know. you don't like sleeping so you have a bird that thing that like literally won't shut up unless you cover it with a cloth night time now Oh my gosh. I, I had tried that on Ashley. It doesn't work. She's <laughs> not a bird. Yeah. I've had friends that had birds and like slept over at their house and it was like they just made sounds like all the time. And it was just like, oh, you know. Cats are so much better. Oh no. Bird sounds are so annoying. Like, because most of them are screeches. True. I, it's get used to anything, I suppose. But... <laughs> But anyway. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this soup that has no chicken in it. Yeah, there's no chicken in this soup. Oh, uh, you know, again, tangents, but <laughs> first impressions of this recipe. Uh, there's another recipe, like we said, for the same thing. I think it's just called pasta e fagioli, and don't use that one because it's very different. We've never tried it, to be fair, but it looks like the classic pasta fagioli dish that you get everywhere that is very not good to me so I don't know I wouldn't bother I would try this one because it's better it is it's also later on in his like YouTube, YouTube career. career so you know it's like a revisionist video almost yeah it's like this is actually better than this old one um but anyway don't use the other one uh, most recipes for pasta fazool <laughs> most recipes <laughs> and like the ones that I that you always get at restaurants but I just don't care about them a lot of them use sausage and it's just it doesn't work as well as bacon well to me. because usually they're just doing like a mild Italian sausage even if it so was hot it's just porky bland it's I, something about the smokiness of the bacon is like you you that's, need it. That's why I think if uh, the proper one, the prop 
I probably, don't... I think if you looked up a traditional one, never have. I'm going to go out on a limb here, though, and say that there's probably some pancetta or guanciale could, in there. Yeah, there could be guanciale. And then restaurants in America just went, fuck that sausage, because mm -hmm. I got a bunch of it, and it's cheap. It's true. I've never had a real Italian soup. I've never had a real Italian. <laughs> nope, never had one of those either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, that could make sense. But anyway, don't just use bacon. Don't use, use the bacon. That's don't the use sausage. Calls for. Use bacon. It's better. Um, the other thing I always hate about these soups that I noticed when I was looking at this recipe is like there's no canned tomatoes. There's no fucking tomatoes. It's just a little bit of tomato paste. Yeah, tomato paste. And you heat that shit up to like bring out the little bit of flavor in there. Yeah, you like get a little bit of a like toasty caramely tomato sweetness sugar there. Which and it's like it's just for the sugar, it's not for the like like watery tomato yeah, nasty took, vegetable soup they took flavor. Like a, a quartered tomato and just slop that in there. Yeah. Quarter canned tomatoes. Yes. Canned tomatoes are fine, but not for not for I don't know. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it and everyone does it. So this recipe struck me because it gets it gets its raw flavor from the meat. The meat the bacon and is and the herbs are what's flavoring the dish, not tomatoes. Um <laughs> you make you may get the impression from listening to the show that I hate tomatoes. And that's not accurate. I I really hate when tomatoes are used incorrectly. And they just, filler. they just so often are. Just anything that's, like, tomato-y for no reason. They just <laughs> use this filler because they're cheap. And they don't ruin the flavor profile of some things. Yeah, but they... Until you've had the proper version of it. If you've ever had, like... <laughs> if you've ever had, like, pan-fried ground beef... That's just cooked <laughs> with tomatoes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's like your taco. Mm. That's disgusting. Why? Well, or if that's how you get your pasta sauce. A yeah, pound of ground beef uh -huh. and then cover with canned tomato sauce. Oh, if you've ever had a good pasta sauce, it's not made with ground beef. Like, get uh, out more. like a 50-50 blend of ground beef and sausage. No. I really want to dry out my... Pasta sauce. Yeah, ground beef is only dry. Like, there's there's no reason for it. I don't get it. I really don't. It, it's not good. It's not good. Sorry. I would put ground <laughs> beef in this either. Again, stick with the bacon. Yeah, I, ground beef in Italian is, like, not... You shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go in anything. <laughs> it's just... Uh, doesn't go in anything Italian. Just put fatty pork in everything, and then you'll be happy. You'll have diarrhea. You might. You'll be happy. You might die young, but at least you'll have lived a better life. I would rather die fat and happy than without practicing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels my ass. <laughs> the people who say that have never had anything good. Yeah, I'm like, have you eaten good? But then there are just people in the world that like don't care about food. They just don't. We have a friend like that. They don't taste things the same. Like they don't have sensitive palates, and they, or they have overly sensitive palates, so everything tastes bad. 
Or they just want to get back to what they're doing, so they just cram food in their face as a form of sustenance because they have to. Yeah. I'm both, I'm kind of jealous of that, but I'm also like, I'm not that jealous of that because food is such a passion in life for me. <laughs> it's like, I'm jealous because I could lose weight if I didn't care about food, but yeah. but it's just such a fun, it's a hobby. It's a thing you can do with other people. It's like a family event if you have other family that likes to cook. It's, it's a whole culture. So... It's like you, uh, you're really missing out. Oh, I feel like. whole culture like Italian food. <laughs> yes. And soup. <laughs> yes. Named pasta fagioli. We could not keep on track today. I'm trying really hard. Mm, but I, I'm just enjoying this rambling nonsense. With the ADH double the D's. Ha. <laughs> uh, Swiss chard. Use it. Don't lose it. <laughs> You could probably use Swiss chard, regular Swiss chard, or you can use rainbow, you can use red chard. Could you use kale? I guess you could. You could totally use kale. It's if just you had kale in your fridge and you needed mm -hmm. something. You could totally fine. use it. It would be fine. It's just you need, because um, you're going to be cooking down the soup for a little bit of time. And it's going to, you know, it's super wet and you want it to last till tomorrow. You need something that's hearty, not spinach. Because spinach is going to wilt and turn into nothing. and no. just, <laughs> It's not going to add any texture to the dish. Like Spinach would be gross. That's that's how I kind of like discovered that I liked kale was in that Olive Garden Italian soup. Because it, <laughs> because it holds up to a wet soup. Like, other it doesn't wilt like other stuff. As a child that would not eat vegetables, that Zuppa Toscana soup, I know I'm saying it wrong, don't care. Um, was the only one that I'd eat at Olive Garden, and in true child fashion, pick out all the kale. I would eat around the kale. Well, they only put like three pieces in there, and I would eat none of it. Yeah, and, and then I would get soup, salad, and breadsticks. I would eat no salad. And oh, their salad was get, so like, good. It was so terrible like for then. you, but it was didn't good. like salad then. So I'd eat like three bowls of that soup. Eating three bowls of fucking hot sausage <laughs> and cream and potatoes. Mmm. Mm. Mm. No kale. Okay. Ate around it every time. And then like ten breadsticks. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna go to Olive Garden, the soup don't. salad and breadsticks. I mean, yeah, just don't. But if you if you're gonna go, go for lunch. Get the soup salad and breadsticks. That's really the only thing that they're worth anything for eating. It's not that good, but, you know, it's fine, I guess. And the price isn't awful. It's not great. Now, if they had this soup at Olive Garden, I still wouldn't have got it as a kid because I'm dumb. Oh, yeah. You would have been, like, charred. Charred beans? Ew. Beans? No. I don't like beans. I didn't. No, I didn't. I did not used to think that I liked beans. And I learned to like beans with navy bean soup, which Ooh, my mom makes. And it is freaking so good. Are we like, talk about soup this episode? All the soup except <laughs> the soup we made? Yeah. It's fine. How do you feel about broccoli and cheese soup? It's boring. Is it? Yeah. Remember when we were making the, uh, what was it, like a cauliflower potato soup or something for a while there? Did we do that? Yeah, we did. <laughs> that doesn't ring a bell. It's not looking good for that soup. <laughs> well, it's one of those healthy choice 
uh, fucking... Is that mac and cheese? Well, maybe, maybe it's not cauliflower, but it was supposed to be healthier or something from the, you know, the thing that we got from my parents. Oh, uh, fresh and... Yeah, fresh, not fresh and Not fresh The, one of the ones that gets delivered The delivery the things. Um, yeah. either way. We didn't buy into the subscription because it's a super waste of money, uh, but we did borrow their Steel. recipes Cakes. because they had a bunch of them that they got from them, and it's like, oh, so I can just make this with groceries I buy for much less? Okay, great. Why would anyone do this? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, are we still on ingredients on this soup? Uh, no. No, moving on. What's the next thing? Shopping. Shopping. Um, Shit. I already talked about this. Get our candy if you can find it. Yep. Medium shells would be a good sub for that, but the, it's not going to have the, like, meatiness. Like, the texture is not as thick with medium shells. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the orchid is just, it's a nice size, so it kind of like cups the bacon and the beans, because they're all kind of, you know, you slice the bacon into similar size pieces like that, so everything is sort of same and cooks at the same rate, uh, in addition to just kind of being able to get a bite of everything easily in one bite. Um, yeah, so get that. <laughs> get that. Now. Dry herbs, not fresh herbs. Don't Dry use herbs fresh, not herbs. fresh herbs. Something I do want to talk about because this is an issue of the time of recording. The least of cost effective thing on this whole I know I'm jumping ahead. Bacon. bacon. Oh yeah. Bacon, uh depending on your store. We just bought a pound of bacon, it was fucking nine dollars for a pound of bacon. It was Farmer John. So it wasn't shit, but even the Oscar Myers or the Black Label was still seven or eight bucks. So, bake it. You need it in this recipe, but if you're living in a time where it's still expensive, just know it's expensive. And <laughs> it's kind of hard to justify a cheap baking because it's one of the you know one of the big things. You can, you can you get can away do with a cheaper bacon. You get away with cheap bacon in this. You can. Really? Okay. I think if you're gonna use cheap bacon, you should use it in something like a soup. Just be careful and don't get black label because it's terrible and it's the saltiest bacon on the planet. I mean, but you could probably get away with like store brand or like Oscar Mayer. Maybe. We went we went Oscar Mayer for a long time because we were just like, it's so expensive to buy Farmer John's. It doesn't pan fry very well. It's so bad. Everything except Farmer John's is the worst. I don't know why anybody gets other bacon except that it's. it's Ooh, because they have regional uh, options that are better. Oh, that's that's true. Well, Farmer John's. In is the massively circulated ones, Farmer John's. Farmer is John's the is the shit. Farmer John's is the shit. Yeah. With his papa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You gotta love, Nikki. You gotta love Farmer terrible John's. Terrible movie. Fun to play. The movie is really terrible. And I don't like to quote that one line. Uh, <laughs> Anywho, anyway. I got a bone to pick with the bacon industry. Yeah, it's... Make your shit cheaper. It sucks, and you do need, like, an entire pack of bacon for Pretty this. Pretty much, yeah. Which, uh, you don't have to eat the whole pack of bacon, but you also don't have to... You also have to have flavor and joy. Yeah. 
you really want all the bacon. You want all the bacon. It's the only meat. Let's go get in batches and let's get a massive pan. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You gotta just get get the bacon back real fast. Bacon, bacon, bacon. Okay, <laughs> next thing. Yeah, you get d less quality bacon. Be careful about salt. I don't agree with the less quality bacon thing, but we'll agree to disagree. Yeah, so, but in general, you're not buying a bunch of stuff. No. For this recipe, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. And it makes a lot. It definitely makes at least two meals, like a lunch and a dinner. Yeah, yeah, it makes a good amount. So. You can make it make more, depending on what you serve with it and how much you portion out. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yep. But Not that much to talk about with shopping. It was pretty. It nothing super it's hard to find. Chard might be a little bit. You well, can. That's like kale. You can probably find chard in the organic section. They usually have it. Super annoying. Yeah, it's it's annoying. Like they don't have leaks in the regular section of Only anything. Organic at your Albertsons. And yeah, it's like what? Like. Winco sells non-organic leaks. I know. Winco sponsor <laughs> us. Sponsor this nothing podcast. <laughs> We love you, Waco! Except for some your stuff. Herbs. Yeah, your herbs suck. Your fresh herbs suck buttholes, and your peppers suck buttholes. Yes, they don't have Fresno peppers. You have every other pepper I need except for Fresno peppers. I don't have Fresno chilies, but neither does Albertsons all the time. Yeah, well, yeah. And then I get mad because I go to Albertsons for no reason. You spend an extra, like, $30 and buy $10 worth of bacon, but you can get a Winco for 5 to 6 Yeah. Winco, sponsor me. Mm -hmm. I'll get your name tattooed on my butt. <laughs> That's not a selling point for anybody. Get win on the one cheek and co on the other. <laughs> Perfect. The O is my butthole. Mm, nope, it doesn't work. Well, then I'll put win co, and then the O is my spot. Um, let's talk about cooking this thing. Okay. It is a soup. It's super, super easy. You just brown the bacon, or you know, you just cook the bacon until it's pretty much done, and then brown your vegetables and your seasonings together, and then s put liquid in and simmer it. That's. Really I have a comment on the cooking. It is soup. Don't over reduce it though. You think you're reducing it a fine amount? I think he prescribes an amount of time to like cook it once it like to simmer it. Um. Yeah, it's like, I think he says to re simmer, reduce it for like 25 minutes at the most. And I know the last time I did it for like 30 to 40. Oh, yeah. And it, it made it way, that's probably why I think it's too salty the last time yeah, I had it. It's a also, it's got a lot of concentrated flavor. Also, because there's no broth on the second serving when you have it for lunch. Yeah. Then it's, it's I mean, it's fine, but it's not the soup, it's like a, a wet chunk of everything. It loses some of the soup qualities if you over-reduce it. Yes. So just, you know, be careful about that. It's a lot of flavor. It's a lot of flavor. So you really don't need to, like, Probably it the lot. only mistake that we've made on this one is you let me reduce it too long. And I blame you for that. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I kept telling you I want to reduce it more, and then you let me. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I guess that's my fault then. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, don't don't over reduce it. Yeah. Uh, the other cooking thing with this is chard. If you haven't worked with it, 
It's interesting. Uh, if you haven't worked with it, it's not hard to work with. You just need to know how to treat it. It's like leaks where it has sand all over it. So you got to be careful to wash it, like soak it basically in water to get the, the sand to fall off. And then when you, um, you don't want to eat like the stalks. So, uh, you know, you just kind of peel the leafy part off of the middle stalk and then, you know, I just peel it off the stalk and then cut it into like kind of one inch by one inch squarish pieces to fit the, the recipe. Then you get a good bite of the texture, but it's the same size as everything else in the soup. Um, and it doesn't break down a lot because it's like a big square of it. But cut it up, throw it in uh, just cold water, and just kind of mix it around and leave it there while you do other stuff. And then you can come back to it, take it out, put it in the soup, and all the sand will have dropped to the bottom of the bowl. So weird about the sand. Yeah, but I learned that from... Chef John. No, that wasn't Chef John. That was Jeffrey... I can never remember his last name, but he's the famous guy on Chopped. <laughs> I mean, Jeff John watches it and talks about sand in his video. I guess he does. Yeah, he does. That's why I know about it. I don't know who this Jeffrey guy is. Alright, well, anyways. Alright. Anyway, it's and in the video. And that's as long as it is. Yep. Uh, that's one for Nick. <coughs> 976,000 for Ashley. Oh, and then about this, uh, cooking this super easy, and it actually only takes one pot to cook this. It does. A lot of recipes say they're one pot, and they're fucking not. Or if they tell you to be one pot, you shouldn't. they're not. Because <laughs> you're going to have a terrible, watery pasta every fucking time. Yep. Um, but or watery base, because you put in extra water to compensate. To cook the pasta, yeah every fucking one pot recipe. This actually is. Yep. Oh, again, cook the bacon in batches. Let's right. get a massive pot. <laughs> yeah, otherwise they just kind of like steam on top steam of each other. They get, they get flaccid. You don't want flaccid bacon. Nah, the bacon's part of your texture. Get it air on the side of not burnt, but you can make it a little crunchy. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to put it back in the soup and it's going to limp it out a little bit. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's another reason why you kind of need good bacon, because otherwise. I told you you need a good bacon, but you said no. Store brand's fine. If you you might be okay with it if you got like thick cut. No. But it's no. just you don't want it to. Just buy a decent bacon. Yeah. Buy the best bacon you can justify at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be delicious because bacon. <laughs> Uh, and then we tasted it. Oh, we talking about taste? I've talked about taste a lot already. It's salt. <laughs> and herbs. I like the herbiness. The thyme really comes... There, there's thyme in this. Yeah, there's dried thyme and dried oregano, and they are the stars of the dish. Yeah, they really come through. They're just... You have to be careful not to overdo it, because I definitely have when I've made this, and it's like, that's all you can taste. Oh, there is one modification we make to this recipe. Are we at that point yet, or am I going ahead? Uh, we were at that point with cooking. Oh, well, backpedal. There is one modification, and he talks about it in the video. Uh, 
he does four cups of chicken stock and one cup of water, and has only ever done five cups of chicken stock. Oh, we just do chicken stock, yeah. It's not that big of a difference. We oh my god, we totally could use vegetable stock in this. Oh my, yeah. We're gonna, yeah, oh yeah. Next time we make this. Oh what, next week? Yeah, we've got a fridge full of vegetable stock from fridge. this weekend. Oh. A freezer full of vegetable stock. And Free. we're gonna use that homemade oh. stock in this soup, and it's gonna be so fucking good. So fucking good. But you can totally use store bought chicken broth in this. We've done that every time. And it's or Chef John says, if times are tough, just use water, water, but it don't do that. What do you say? Uh, that would be really not a lot of flavor. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, obviously, if you have homemade stock, like, fucking use it. It's gonna be better. Yeah. But. The homemade stock will come through really nicely. But you can, you can hack it with, um, with chicken stock. It's just, you're not gonna get, you're just, you like, the depth of flavor is just not there with the store-bought stuff. Um. I would agree. Yeah. But. Back to tasting. <laughs> Sorry. Thyme and oregano, don't overdo it, but no. use dry thyme no. and oregano and you'll be super, super happy because they're like delicious Italian flavors. I did have a question. What if, let's say, you know the uh, Italian herb blend that you can get in the little shaker? No, Italian seasoning. Yeah. yeah. What if that's all you had? Do you think that would work? That would work. Okay. I'm just, you know, because not everybody can or has or wants <laughs> to buy those separately. So I would definitely absolutely recommend buying your herbs separately because but if you had to. Yeah, if all you have is Italian seasoning, that will totally work in this because it, it contains thyme and oregano and some other things. But um and it would be okay. But I really, really would recommend getting them separately. I had them in the blend for the longest time, and then I started making different culture food that wasn't Italian. And you have it lots comes of up in a lot of stuff. lots of instances where you need one or the other, and it's just simpler to have everything separate um, because one, you can you can adjust you can you have the right tools for cooking different culture foods that don't use that blend of spices, like Italian, um, and two, you have the ability to control how much of each herb goes into something, as opposed to just doing a mix. Um, it's, you know, it can be fine, but it's like if you want to, there's a lot of times where I've found that I want to control how much thyme and oregano, or like what the ratio is. Um, like. For this, I might put more time versus a, I don't know, if I was doing, you wouldn't really put time in something Mexican, but you could theoretically, and then I would put a lot less. I don't know. <laughs> it's a bad example. but <laughs> Either way, so back to my original point, you can, you shouldn't if you have it, but you can in a pinch. Yeah, you can. I just, if you want to cook often I would recommend getting separate spices. I, it works for me. Um, and it's, you know, they're dry. You buy it once and you keep it for a while. And, you know, not buy it once, keep it for months. Pretty much. 
it's pricey the one time, but you can you get to keep using it for a long time. So worth it. Very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, and then the textures. We kind of talked about the bacon, making sure the bacon has a good texture, like a little bit. Not not like burnt crunchy, but like a little bit crunchy so that when it absorbs the liquid, it doesn't just turn into like nothing. Yeah. Because, you know, beans kind of turn mushy. Not They're not too bad in this as long as you don't cook it for too long. This is one of those ones where um, cause there are steps on like when to put stuff in. And sometimes the recipes are a little over up their own ass about like, Oh, don't put this in until X amount of minutes of the, with the beans and the like. Yeah, you got to be careful not to put the, the, ve- the timing beans is, in is too right soon to follow for this one. Yes, yeah, you you definitely don't want to put them in too soon because they're gonna turn to mush. Um, Especially if you start with canned beans, like we know you will. Oh yeah, we're not starting with dry beans. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> we're starting with canned beans. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's fine. It's easier. You want, I don't know if it says this, but you want to drain your beans. Always drain your beans. It might say that. I, I don't, I feel like there's Chef, almost, always drain your there's beans. like almost no times where you want to use the bean juice. No. Uh, you usually don't. <laughs> you can go the next mile and wash it too, but definitely drain it. Yeah, we don't, we don't wash it, but it's fine. It's fine. It's, um, I mean, it's like beans and bacon. It's delicious. Yeah. Maybe that's why you like it so much. It's reminiscent of a navy bean soup. It is reminiscent. Yeah, it's like an Italian navy bean soup kind of, but you know, it doesn't have the the like leftover Easter ham taste. So it's not not sweet. It's more uh, savory and salty. All about that salt. <laughs> but uh yeah, um the texture of the chard and or kale, if you use kale, it's just like gonna give you another level of texture, so that this is like interesting texturally to eat. Texturally. <laughs> Instead of just being like a sad, sloppy soup. Sad soup. Yeah, <laughs> it tastes really good. I, I, it's really craveable flavors. Well, now I want it again. Thank you. Yeah, we're totally gonna make this next week. Uh. <laughs> So let's talk about rating while we're on that topic. <laughs> we're gonna rate the ease of use on this from a one to five, five being the best, no half points because it's dumb. No time for the bullshit. Yep, only full points. Ease of use. What do you think? Um, I mean, we've never done anything hard on this show yet. Do something more technical at some point. Um, honestly, the way it's written, um, five. Because you won't let me do halves. Yeah. Mm, There's a little bit of intuitiveness that you, but not really. No. With the written recipe and the video, those two come together. It's really straightforward. It's very straightforward. And it does do a good job of telling you put when to put stuff in to get the best like textures on your food. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I would give this a five too. It's a really good recipe. Uh, the only weird thing, so this is something about us 
um, in the recipe, he wants you to simmer the soup for the amount of time it takes you to prep the chard, which we always make everything in advance before we start that. So that's the only thing you have to accommodate for. He gives you a time. He said this should take you about 10 minutes. I mean, you can uh, adjust for that. That's what I always do. But yeah, also, I mean, if you're cooking by yourself, though, and you're not cooking with somebody else, when I cook by myself, I tend to try to do things at the same time. I try to multitask a little bit. Yeah, I probably burn stuff. That's why I don't do that. <laughs> so I would do something like that, like prep the kale and things like that. Um, While it's simmering. Yeah. But if you have two people, like, you don't really have to do that. So, because you can, you know, focus on one thing. You can whole-ass one thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Um, I'd still give it a five, because he uh, gives yeah. you the time. Yeah, I would, still, I would give it a five. He gives you the time if you've done what we did. It's so. very easy to do. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, taste. The tastiness. Tastiness. Um, it's really satisfying. If you don't say five out of five, I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a five. It's not really I, are we going to do fives? No, we're not. I already know we're not. No, so no, we're not. But, uh, no, this five gets a for five taste, for taste satisfaction for because it tastes, it tastes fucking really good. It's exactly what you want this soup to taste like. Even yep. if you don't know that's what you wanted it to taste like, you want it to taste like this. Yeah. And you, I just I will say the smell doesn't always doesn't necessarily inform me of the taste, but I like both of them separately. It smells like oregano. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Which smells amazing. Um, <laughs> oregano is amazing. Uh, amazing. I love that spice or I that herb. Balls. Like it's just dry, um, fresh. I love it both ways, and I just never. Uh, my mom was, like, scared of it because she only thought of it as, like, a nasty pizza sauce <laughs> seasoning, which I get, I get, you know, if you just, if you have a bunch of, like, jar sauce, it's gonna be kind of oregano-y to the point where you're like, eh, like, I wanted, like, fresh tomato taste, not canned oregano taste. And then the answer to that is don't buy jarred or canned sauce, because it's gonna taste like canned oregano. That's just what it is. I don't think there's a way around that. We used to, we did jarred sauce for several years, just trying to doctor it up in different ways to make it better, and it, it satisfied us for a bit. But after I made a couple sauces with just like canned, and it canned again, right? So I'm not boiling down tomatoes, but just like canned diced tomatoes or canned Marzano tomatoes with no flavor. They always try to sneak shit in there, like basil. And I'm like, no, I want to add my own basil, because if you add it, it's going to taste like canned herbs, which is a really specific nasty taste. <laughs> like, I want to control what's in the amount of stuff that's in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, once I started making tomato sauces with, like, actual canned tomatoes, or real tomatoes, like, it's just, it's not even the same planet as jarred sauce, and I can't go back to it. <laughs> what does that have to do with the taste of the soup? Oregano. There we go. Oregano. 
oregano and how delicious it is and how my mom was afraid of it and she's learned to like it again. It's oh, it's just good. such a multi-use herb that is it's so good. Nothing is like it. Um I'm obsessed with oregano and lamb flavor. Like it's just <laughs> um I need to make some Legos lamb again. It's been a minute. Um anyway, it's really good. Cost effectiveness. <laughs> That's gotta be a little well, it's lower because bacon's expensive right now. So it's a twenty twenty two cost effectiveness issue. I'm still gonna give it a four though because it makes because it makes leftover it makes a good amount of food. Oh yeah, I wasn't not gonna say four. It makes a good amount of food and it's not that expensive. It's just the bacon. Everything else is pretty, whatever. Everything's really budget friendly, cheap. It's just whatever bacon you end up getting will really affect the price, especially because you're gonna use the you whole. Yeah, pound. you have to use the whole pack of you're bacon. Not, you're not gonna be like, oh, I'll get some bacon. Well, if you have the freezer space, go to Costco and get a mega pack of frozen of bacon and freeze it. Like, that's how you do it. Let me <laughs> tell you what. I tell you what. That's how you do it. <laughs> oh no, don't start that here. Uh, so yeah, four out of five right now. Uh, bacon's always kind of expensive, but it's well, it's now, just shitty right now. Era. It's like bacon and gas, dude. Like One gives the other? No. Um, <laughs> depending on where you are, also... Your charred slash kale might be expensive. I mean, not in the lower 48s, but it's not. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's, so it's just the bacon. I mean, if you ever the issue ever, is purely bacon. If you ever get like a basket of like you go to the grocery store and you're making a bunch of homemade stuff, like you're planning your week. Um, we didn't always do this, but we've started, you know, we started doing, we try to keep on it, and it's super satisfying when you, your basket is just, like, full of all these fresh vegetables, so fresh. and herbs and things, and you feel really good, you're like, oh, I'm buying healthy food, Blech. when you go, <laughs> when you're putting everything up on the check stand, um, it's a good feeling, and it's an even better feeling because when you start like ringing up your groceries, you're like, this is not expensive. Like buying a bunch of vegetables and things is not expensive compared to buying, yeah. compared to what you used to buy. But fruits are expensive. Fruits are expensive. Because fruits go bad really quickly when you had to buy them yourself. Yeah, fruits just don't really last is kind of the annoying thing, depending on the fruit. Like, apples last a bit, but, you know, peaches, they're already done when by the time you get them home from the store, um, which is annoying, but it's just, you look at your cart full of green things, and you're like, this is going to be a billion dollars, and it's, it's not. totally isn't compared to getting what you think is cheap, like, $3 things of frozen food for every meal. It's not cheap. When you get the ingredients, it's much less, and you can make more food out of it. So, there's something satisfying about that. And I think chard is 
it's just a, it's a good example of that it's like maybe it's a little bit pricey because it's on the organic section but it's still not that crazy okay so i'm still gonna say four but yeah four for cost effectiveness just bacon bacon's just bacon. bacon's expensive um what the fuck factor this is not a very what the fuck but no. it's very whatever but the bacon the bacon was the thing that i looked at it and i was like oh this uses bacon instead of sausage and i've never had that and that sounds like it could be really good so that's what attracted me to the recipe but that's i don't know that's like a two <laughs> it's like a two on the what the fuck scale it's not that crazy no, you're not going to say, oh, we're making pasta from drool, and people are going to go, oh, interesting. Uh, no, it's just very straightforward. <laughs> but little did they know, they're going to enjoy the one we put in front of them. Yeah, that's what's... More than they expected. <laughs> that's what's so good about it. It's just basic, but it's really good. Um, what do you give it? I give it two. I give it two. Alright. It's not peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like... That's a one <laughs> on the what the fuck factor. No, it's got bacon, and that's that's the fuck. No. Uh, <laughs> two. Does it left over? It does. Five out of five. Five. Yeah, that gets a five. It's soup, and the stuff in it doesn't turn to mush. So you just preheat it, eat it with some like fresh parmesan over the top, which is another point to Italian food. Oh yeah, the parmesan really is necessary. We didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it. We learned this kind of too late. I feel like we should have figured this out sooner, but we were just being, like, lazy slash cheap. Like, getting a block of Parmesan cheese, not the most expensive block of Parmesan cheese, just a block from the store. Infinitely better. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's not the same food as the stuff you get that's, like, pre-shredded. Yep. It's so different. It's so different tasting and the way that it behaves when you cook it is very different. As we learned, like, if any cheese that's packaged, like, shredded and packaged, is gonna have this, it's like powder on it to keep it. It's an anti-caking, it's cornstarch. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's effectively <laughs> just cornstarch. It's basically cornstarch, but it's to keep the cheese from sticking to, to itself. Like, sticking together. So, what yeah. it does, though, is it adds cornstarch to whatever you're cooking, and it dries out the cheese. So, you're, you're, whatever you're trying to do is going to behave differently than what you expect if you're using a recipe that calls for fresh. Um, and, I mean, if whether you're just topping it with fresh parmesan or you're grating fresh parmesan into it, it's just, it's so worth it to just grate it. <laughs> it's its so different <laughs> from, yeah, and we're not talking about, like, really expensive, like, we don't have our own cheese no, longer. No, like $6 for the block we buy. Yeah, it's, but, it's not crazy. But when you microplane that shit, it lasts forever. Yeah, it lasts a long time. You get a lot, so, you get a lot of use out of it, it's not crazy expensive. It's so much better than the stuff in a in a um, tub, the pre-shredded stuff, and you do really need it for this dish. You really need that parmesan on top. Like it's, I don't even think you would. It would still be good, but it would just be sad. It'd be like 
Thai coconut soup without lime juice, you know? It would be sad. <laughs> um, what were you talking about? Cost effectiveness? What are you talking about? No, leftovers? leftovers. We said, yeah, leftovers. Okay. I was just saying, yeah, you heat it up and you put some Parmesan on it, and it's like the same as yesterday, except for it's more flavorful the yeah, next don't day. Don't put the Parmesan <laughs> into the soup. Put it onto the serving. Yeah. Sprinkle it on top. Shave it over the top, and you can feel fancy. <laughs> you feel fancy, and you just so fancy. yummy Parmesan cheese. I'm mm. worth it. You're worth it. Is that how you're ending the show now? Just by saying I'm worth it? No, you say you're worth it. You're worth it, audience. Aww. Bye. They feel so special. <laughs> Bye, chard, and. Buy chard, buy bacon, parmesan, <laughs> buy, buy gold. Dude, buy chard bacon and parmesan and mix that shit with some scrambled eggs and you got breakfast. Buy gold buried in your backyard. Your pockets, your tummy. <laughs> oh my god, what am I even talking about? I don't know. Apparently Nick is tired now. You need so, to go put him to bed. So sleepy. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And, Thank you. Uh, yeah, just keeping on, keeping on. We're going to keep making this show. Hopefully you keep listening. Take care. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.